Let's welcome in a Super Bowl MVP, longtime NFL on CBS broadcaster, and that is the great Phil Sims, kind enough to join us right now once again on the Zach Gelb Show. Phil, appreciate the time as always. How you been, my friend? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, had a little run-in with the floor a couple weeks ago, but I'm doing well now. And uh, look at you, man. You've been lifting weights. And getting all- <laughs> oh, but it's good to talk to you, and well, I hope everything's going well for you. You had a little run-in with the floor? What do you mean? Uh, I fell down and hit the floor face first. That's why I got my glasses on. Oh, Let's okay. See. If you can see, right? Oh, that's – but I just got the stitches taken out, and it's doing better. Did So is the real story here that Boomer Esiason just punched you in the face? Is is that the truth there? Well, if he punched me in the face, what would he look like after I got down with him, okay? <laughs> How's that? Stop that guy story right away. I, I can hear the headline from the New York Post now. Boomer Esiason punches Phil Sims as revealed yeah, well, on the Somebody said this. Did you and Boomer get in a fight? I went, oh, my God, please. Uh, no, we wouldn't do that. Phil Sims here with us. Uh, let me get your reaction. The last three weeks, it's been awesome with uh, Tommy DeVito. How about what you've been seeing out of the Giants quarterback? Well, it's been really good. I think this past game we saw on Monday night against Green Bay was the cleanest one he's played by far. But I think what surprised me, well, two things. You know, I saw him in training camp. I watched him at Syracuse. I saw him at the University of Illinois. And uh, his arm strength looks better than it did in college. And uh, his movement has been really good, too. So the Giants, just to talk about them, it's kind of like the the league has slowed down, which it always does after a certain period of time. You know, wide receivers, pass rushers are not as explosive as they were just because of the duration of the, of the season. But we're just seeing people come around. The receivers for the Giants, Jalen Hyatt, that looks every time I watch them, Wondell Robinson. And then the other thing, the biggest thing of all to me is Kayvon Thibodeau, the fact that he – is constantly getting after the quarterback. And, you know, Zach, you know as well as I do, if you can't hit the quarterback in the NFL, you're going to lose games. No, so. no, no doubt about that. So people are like, I know it's a three-game stretch. The kid's playing great. No one knows what to make of the future of Tommy DeVito. But that storyline is there, even though they just paid Daniel Jones. Some people don't believe in Daniel Jones. Like, do you think DeVito could take it to a level where he's challenging for Jones' spot next year? Well, let me think about that. No. How's that? I mean, it's just, no, it's not going to, come on. Every every backup quarterback that comes in the NFL now after a game, well, I don't know, but I think they found their guy, you know. Uh, Josh Dobbs, he might be the future of the Minnesota Vikings. No, Kirk Cousins just rips it up almost every single year, and they were on a roll, and that really hurt them. But it's amazing how quick we jump into that. No, Tommy DeVito, what he has done, he has shown everybody in the NFL and, of course, the Giants in live action that really counts that he's really come through and played some good games. <clears throat> but, you know, to me, he's just solidified himself probably on the team again next year, that's for sure. If Daniel Jones could say healthy. But wait, Zach, yeah. he won't be the starter. <laughs> unless Daniel Jones or whatever is uh, not ready to go or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's let's just see how it plays out. But he's doing great so far, no doubt. If Daniel Jones can stay healthy, what do you think he could still be, though, as a quarterback? Well, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I liked him, liked him coming out of college. So I didn't, you know, was I surprised he was the sixth pick of the draft? Yes, of course. But I thought he would go high, you know, somewhere in the top 15 of the NFL draft. Uh, he's got everything you want as far as size. He can run. He's got a good arm. I think he's very accurate throwing the football. And it was just a mess this year for him. It really was in every aspect. And no matter who you are as a quarterback, 
when you're not getting protected or things are not going well, it can affect you. And I thought it did a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know the future <clears throat> as far as what the Giants think of him and things like that. But I would I feel pretty safe in saying he'll be if he's ready, which I don't know if that that's a big question after an ACO injury. If he's ready, he'll be the starting quarterback at the start of the year next year. Phil Sims joins us right now on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. <clears throat> Big Ben uh, was talking the other day about how the Steelers ha have lost their way and people don't fear the Steelers anymore. Uh, when you look at the current state of the Steelers, right, there's been a lot of questions about the Patriots as well with Bill Belichick. Do you think it would be a mistake if the Steelers look to move on from Mike Tomlin this offseason? Well, I, I, I've never even thought about it, Zach. I mean, he, they're not going to move on from Mike Tomlin. There's just – there's no way. And I, I, I hear it talked about sometimes. All that good, they're not. Look, I think this about them. If their defense was completely healthy, they would be a tough out every single week. But they got some injuries over there. I think the Steelers finally, their offensive line starting to come around a little bit. And I kind of like it. You know, I've been watching – I watch every one of their games – you know, I think we overrate sometimes the talent around the quarterback. Oh, oh, they got great skill people. No, they don't. They got it's good, but I never look at it and go, wow, Deontay Johnson and Pickens, they're just top big time, top 10 NFL wide receivers, which they're not. So, and you don't turn it around because we fire a coordinator, they're not going to explode on the offense right away. That takes offseason training camp creating new plays, new system, everything involved there. And uh, to think you're going to change that during the middle of the year, it, it's just not going to work. All right, you so. know it You know it very well, right? You've had success, and then when you did go down, right, you saw Jeff Hostetler come in and have success as well. What has this been like, just wondering for you this year? Because we talked about it with DeVito. There's been now Joe Flacco, right? Uh, Jake Browning. There's been these backup quarterbacks that get these opportunities now. And they're they're really running with it this year. It's been wild to see. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think uh, I, I did it today, and I've already forgot the number, like 24 different starters this year across the NFL. I mean, some teams like Cleveland, four different starters. Um, I think it's – and it, it's a good time of year because you know who you are and how to manage your uh, team better for the backups to come in. But I, I think what we're seeing, and, and I talk about it all the time too, one, you should have truly – three quarterbacks that you trust going into the season now. Okay, we're all over this this thing that, well, we got a number one, but we don't want to pay the backup any money, Zach, because we're trying to save it for the guy that runs down in the kickoffs on the outside or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, who was it that told me this? Pat Kerwin, who is behind sure. the scenes at CBS. He goes, and I believe this, and if I was running the team, we would have it. Four quarterbacks on the roster, you know, two on the roster, whatever, and maybe two on the practice squad because for many reasons. To one, to groom a couple of them, but as we see, one and two can get hurt in this NFL very easily. Uh, the speed of the defense just keeps going up, and the offensive line, the separation between them and the defensive linemen, gets, it gets a bigger separation every single year. So if you're a quarterback in the NFL, I don't care what your offensive line is and anything, you're going to get hit. These defensive guys, no matter what rules we bring up and try to do, you're going to get hit as a quarterback, and a lot of times it's just luck if you can stay healthy. Phil Sims here with us. Uh, Phil, Cam Newton the other day on his podcast, I'm sure you've seen it, called Dak Prescott a uh, game manager. How would you uh, describe Dak Prescott as a quarterback these days? Well, man, i tell you what. I would love to be a game manager like you know, <laughs> Dak Prescott. I mean, oh, my God. 
I, that'll be my opening statement this Sunday on CBS. So it will, really will. He is on fire. He's leading the team. His energy is real. Mike McCarthy, I what happened to him? He's like changed. And I'll tell you, but I really mean this too, Zach. He changed after they lost that game against San Francisco. And I can I can almost draw up the plays they did that game out in San Francisco. It was just something that everybody runs at the beginning of training camp. It was so basic. And now they've gone and they've opened it up. And Mike McCarthy is calling the plays. Hell, by the time they even tackle the guy on offense, he's already over there. Here we go, Doc. I got it already. And, of course, he's got a play sheet that looks like a New Jersey diner menu. <laughs> I mean, is it unbelievable? <laughs> but he's ripping through it. And, it's I, hey, you know, it happens in the NFL. You get in these grooves where it just works. And Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, the offense, everything about that side of the ball is really clicking. And like I said, if he's a damn game manager, I'd hate to see the guys that really go out there and can win games. I mean, they that, that wouldn't even be Patrick Mahomes if we're doing it this way. So, no, he's not a game manager. He's much better than that. And, you know, I'll say this too. He's throwing the ball better than he ever has in his career. More power. He's limber as hell. He's moving around, making plays, running and throwing. He's just a different guy than I've seen in the past. And I really think it changed after that Frisco game. And where he broke out was the Los Angeles Charger game. I think it was a Monday night or a Sunday yeah, night. 20 to 17. Where we saw him move around and make some plays. And I think that's where the dam broke. They go, let's start doing more for him and make him the central figure of the offense. And he has carried it for sure. Who did I answer the question? Yes, uh, you, you definitely did. <laughs> Phil Sims. He, he never uh, uh, tiptoes around a question, uh, never dances around a question. There's no doubt about that. Who is your MVP, though, right now with what you've seen? Is it Dak? He's right there. You know, this, you know, Dan, we're getting into the Heisman Trophy thing. After week one, who's going to win it in college? The Heisman Trophy, what do you think? And, you know, this MVP is just constant. Uh, I think and it's Tyree Kill personally. Uh, yes, if he can stay healthy, if he's, you know, I was watching Mike McDaniels or reading what he said today, that made it a little iffy about where he is and do what's best for him and be careful because they need him for the long run and not just this week. But yeah, I would say that too, that if it all stays healthy and he keeps on the trend that he's going, yes, you can see as we watch that game Monday night, when Tyreek Hill goes out, it changes the Miami Dolphins football team. Not just the offense. It changes everything about him, I think. But Dak would be right there, too, right now. Also, when you look at Brock Purdy, uh, your view of Brock Purdy right now uh, is what? Is it similar to the to the Dak conversation when you hear people call him a game manager, you roll your eyes at that, or you, you oh put some validity God. behind that? This, this game manager thing, stop <laughs> it. You know what, what, what the hell is this? You know, to be a game manager, you know how hard that really is? It's really hard. And people just throw the thing out there because they don't want to give credit to somebody. But to manage a game from the quarterback position along with the team and the coach to score and to really be thinking of all that is only for veteran quarterbacks. And um, But answering with Brock Purdy, oh, but his guys catch it and run for extra yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> did we say, Wait, did we say that when, when Patrick Mahomes had Tyree Kill and that receiving group when they were doing plays that nobody else did? Did we say, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. They're catching him, but look what they're doing afterwards. I, I, you know, some of these arguments are so stupid, I can't even get into it. But Brock <laughs> Purdy makes really good decisions. And I was just watching the game last week. 
yesterday, probably, I can't remember. And he threw a couple of these, what I call, what's it, throw it in the bucket. You know, that's what everybody says. It went over to the fender, came down right into the hands of his guys. And I counted three of them that I went, wow, those were the difference in the game. One of them is the Debo Samuel, I think. He went across the field. But that was the difference in the game. So to call him a game manager, first, he's a better athlete than we give him credit for. He's bigger than you think. And his arm, well, it's not a rocket, but his touch and his feel throws great spirals. It's all really good. So I'm on the bandwagon with Brock Purdy. How about the you know the guy that the guy that does their games? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'm losing his first name. The, the big ex defensive player Ryan. Oh, Tim Ryan. Yeah, Tim Ryan. Thank you, Tim. When they were in preseason, you know, a couple years ago, when he was a rookie, two last year or two years, I remember him saying on the telecast, if he was six four, he'd have been drafted high in the first round. And I went, well, that's an overstatement, you know. But he's works for the team. But I, he was at practice every day, and he saw it, and they were just – and I heard some of the vibes coming out of there. I thought, oh, they're overdoing it. But now we see, Zach, that what he was saying was real. You know, he's put on the field. Phil Sims, there's some years in the NFL where teams struggle the first three months, and then they get hot in December, and the next thing you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Can you see the Bills being that team this year, currently at 7-6 and six with a big game this weekend up against the Cowboys? Um, uh, the yes or no is no, I don't. I mean, I, I know if you're going in the playoffs or whatever, there's a couple teams you really don't want to see. The bills would be one like out of no, Oh my gosh. You know, we're expecting a, a game where we're going to be really favored and have maybe an easy game. Not easy. It's never easy, but make mistakes and still beat this team. The bills. I think the Denver Broncos, if they make it wow, they're extremely dangerous. And I forgot my last team who it was Cleveland. But Cleveland's beat up. Got a lot of injuries, too. So those are hard to overcome. But the Bills, it you, you know, Zach, it's such a tough road. And I think their margin of error is so small. And uh, But you never know. Quarterback, if they can protect him enough, he can get really hot. I do like what they've done the last few games on the offensive side. It's a little more uh, diverse, I guess you would say. And I like it. When they put Josh Allen under center, I think it's great the play-action game, but they don't do it enough. Last thing I'll ask you, as uh, Phil Sims is here with us, I just want your take on everything that transpired uh, with Mahomes uh, after the game with all the complaining, with Kadarius Tony lined up offsides, and it ended up negating uh, that crazy play, Kelsey throwing it back to Tony for the touchdown that ended up not being a touchdown. Well, my favorite statement is, oh, they brought this one of the great plays and highlights. I go, this is not by the Kansas City team. This is people on team. I go, it's not about you. It's about what's right or wrong. Look, he, it was an egregious lineup, basically offsides. And I'm sorry, but Kadarius Tony is a good player, or he has great potential, and they kind of need him to come through. And Patrick Mahomes and all them, how they reacted, and Andy Reid, that's just what – that was real. I mean, my gosh. I mean, thank God the coverage wasn't – Back then, what it is now to me, with my mouth and some of the things I could say <laughs> after a game, oh, my God. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes truly is loved by almost everybody that follows football. And so he had a little outburst. This he, was the f- first moment he's really got some some criticism, like in the yeah. majority of people criticizing him. That's how likable he is. Yeah, you're right. But it, it's uh, it's okay. You know, every once in a while, you got to get dirty. You got to get in there and just state your case. 
So I don't blame him, but uh, I didn't look at it and go, wow, that they cheated the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, everybody's got all the records. Well, it's only been this and that. I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. You look down the line and you see it. I, I will say this to you, Zach. I watch a lot of games, even as I'm watching them live at CBS and trying to see things. I see illegal formations all the time, but they don't call them all because the rule is this a blade of grass. So if there's even the, it's 99%, we're not, whatever. It's, they call it, they usually give the offense the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, but the one with Kadarius Tony, I thought, I thought it was so evident or whatever that they had to call it. So it was tough, but you're always going to lose a couple tough games every dang year. And Kansas City, you know, they still have the talent to get it done. And we'll see how it goes. Well, this Sunday, we're all going to be tuning in to the NFL on CBS, and everyone expects you to do one thing, and that's what? the Tommy DeVito celebration. Are we getting that this Sunday? Hey, all I can say is I'll say I was getting ready to do it and didn't do it. Can we get a little all preview be- here? Come on, Phil. Give us a little no, preview. No, no, no. No, we're not going to do it, one. I'm not going to because you just can't do it right. <laughs> but if I'd have grown up here in North Jersey, mm-hmm. I probably would have had to play linebacker because I don't like Italian food. I <laughs> oh. love it. Okay, I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I was I about to have a heart attack here, Phil. If you said oh, you don't no. actually love Italian food. Okay. The Italian food up in this area is better than New York City. <laughs> yeah. You know, I tell them, oh, no, but there's some mom and pop places here. You're not wrong. Oh my gosh. I think it was 1980. My wife is from right up here where we live. And we went to an Italian restaurant. and I was trying things. Said, oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> it wasn't fried chicken and mashed potatoes and what we had down in Kentucky all the time. So it was great. And Tommy DeVito, the whole thing, good for him. It's a lot to overcome and keep your head clear as a quarterback. But I think just listening to him and he's really playing it low key, which I respect and good for him. He's the great Phil Sims. Phil, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Back you're the man. Keep lifting those weights, man. I tell you. <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.